Hi, I'm Danny Claire, and this is the Healing from the Hustle podcast. So picking up where I left off in the last episode, uh, I had come through my cancer surgery and treatment, and it took me a few months, but I did bounce back. Uh, if you've ever had thyroid issues, you know that uh, the weight gain, uh, weight fluctuations, loss of energy, all of that stuff is very real. And so I was kind of uh, working through that, but I found my way back. I was um, doing workouts and following nutrition plans and started kind of coaching again and, and getting back into that. Uh, that summer, I attended my first summit event, which is Beachbody's yearly conference. I had missed the year before because I couldn't afford to go, but it was always sort of like pounded into our heads. Summit is a non-negotiable. If you're serious about your business, you need to go. You're not committed if you don't make it happen. So I made it happen. Uh, the one friend uh, who I had met through Beachbody had actually just quit. So I didn't really know anybody. I knew my sponsor coach, but she was one of the top 10 coaches in the entire network. So she was going to be busy with lots of other things. It wasn't like we were going to be staying together or hanging out or anything like that. So I made the best of things. Uh, I ended up going and staying in a small Airbnb with, I think, five or six other women. I shared a room with somebody I didn't know at all. Uh, come to find out, this is very common uh, because so many people who are uh, in Beachbody and also other uh, multi-level marketing companies don't have the money to travel like this and to you know take a plane and rent a hotel room or you know all of those things. So um, I can remember I went, you know, I stayed in this small place. Uh, it was in not a great part of town in New Orleans. <laughs> um, there were like chickens running around in the streets. There were like giant cockroaches uh, in our bathroom, and it was just. It was not good. And I didn't even really have enough money to eat. <laughs> so I was living on um, Shakeology, which is one of uh, their big products. And I think I ordered like one meal from Uber Eats. And I I think I ate from that like three different times just, you know, to have something other than Shake. So it was, uh, you know, it, we tried to make it look so, you know, like fake it till you make it. And, you know, I'm making all this money. But it really was not that way at all. It was It was really difficult to get there and, and to have, you know, scrape the money together to go. But I did. And, you know, I saw this as a business trip. You know, I, I wanted, if I was going to pay the money to go, I was going to get every single thing that I could out of it. And it sort of blew my mind how many people who were there treated it more like a party. Uh, the women I was staying with didn't really, but there were a lot of other people in the network who were like out drinking all night and just like not, you know, skipping all the trainings. And, and that kind of blew my mind. I took it really seriously. I was excited about every single product announcements that they made. And they, it, I mean, it's like a huge hoopla. Like, you know, we were in the Superdome like the actual Superdome. And we had uh, the CEO and coaches and trainers were on stage. And it was like a really big deal. And I, I can just remember like just getting swept up in the excitement of everything. I was just, I was so happy to be there. And I just, I kept seeing all of these women who were so successful and dressed in these beautiful outfits. And I just, that was what I wanted. I wanted that for myself. And it just really hyped me up. Uh, I had earned a couple of perks on that trip. I got to go to a special party 
at Mardi Gras World, which was really fun and really exciting. Although I still didn't really know anybody. I brought uh, the girl I was sharing a room with who I barely knew. And we just kind of like wandered around and, we, you know, it was it was a cool party. But I mean, when you don't know anybody, it's, it's sort of uncomfortable. And, uh, you know, even our sponsor coach, I felt like didn't even really go out of her way to like find us or, or make us feel welcome, which was a little weird. But, uh, you know, we, we also understood that, you know, it was sort of a different level, you know, and, and the, the coaches who were at the top, like they had their own thing and they all knew each other really well. And so we just made the best of it. And um, I also earned a meet and greet with our, the trainers. Uh, and if you're familiar with Beefbody, you know that there are some pretty famous trainers. Sean T is probably the most notable Autumn Calabrese. Uh, there were a bunch of them. And so I got to meet a few of them. And that was like I had died and gone to heaven because like these were my rock stars. And so it was really exciting to get to meet them. Uh, I was all in like this was this summer. That whole summer was really like the peak of my Beachbody career. Like I, I was doing really well. I was really excited. I was really hyped up. And I came home from that trip all fired up. And that's a very common post. Like you may see uh, even now, because I think last weekend was the annual Beachbody Summit and all the coaches come back and they say, you know, I'm all fired up and, you know, I, I have so much, you know, love in my heart or whatever, um, you know, and, and that's the point, right? That's the point of those kinds of events. It gets you really hyped up and they actually host uh, local quarterly events also, which I always attended, even uh, we were living in New York and we would come down to Orlando a lot because we're big Disney people and we have a timeshare down here. And uh, even when I traveled, if it was on a weekend where there was a quarterly event, I would go. I went to a couple in Orlando, which was just so funny to me because I was supposed to be on vacation and instead I was I was doing stuff like that. And, um, you know, probably in a future episode, I'll talk a little bit more about the um, sort of the myth of time freedom that they sell you in MLMs because it, that's not true at all. I was working 24 seven. So I will get into that and explain that um, in a future episode. But I just want to kind of get through my story and, uh, you know, continue because there is a lot. Uh, so after I got home from Summit, uh, about a month later, I ended up needing emergency surgery. At the time, I was in qualification for uh, the Star Diamond rank, which was a really big deal for me. Um, as I said in the last episode, even getting to Diamond is something that a lot of coaches do not accomplish. So I was, it was a really big deal. I was really excited about it. And I ended up having to go in for emergency surgery and I was still working from my hospital bed. Like, can you imagine? <laughs> it was just, I look back on some of this stuff now and I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, and I also hit Success Club while I was in the hospital. Um, and if you're not familiar with Success Club, that's just like a monthly recognition that you get for bringing new people in either as customers or coaches. So uh, I actually ended up hitting Star Diamond a few weeks later. There's like a qualification period and you have to hold it for six weeks and, and then you actually get that rank. So that month of August, you know, I, I was recovering from surgery. I had been in the hospital for, I think, three or four days. And I, I still hit all of these like milestones in my business. So as you can imagine, I kind of became like a poster child uh, for the no excuses mentality. I was asked to speak on all kinds of calls um, for my team. We also had a larger upline team. 
that was led by a pretty well-known coach in the network. She's actually married to one of the trainers. So a lot of people know her. Uh, that was like really exciting for me that I was asked to, to speak on her team call. I was also invited to speak on some corporate training calls. Uh, they have different uh, training programs depending on like what level you're at. So I was asked to speak on some of the Diamond and Star Diamond training calls. And it was always that story about, you know, I was a cancer survivor and I had to have emergency surgery and I had all of this stuff happen, and but I still made it and I still did all of this stuff. And, um, you know, it was interesting because cancer survivor was always part of any recognition post that I was in or any introduction. It was just, you know, it was kind of like to show other people like, you know, what's your excuse? If she could do it, you can do it too. And that's a very per per pervasive message within the MLM community. And, you know, like I said, I was kind of the poster child for that. Uh, moving forward to December of that year, I decided I needed to go back to a corporate job. Even though I had had the best year I had had with Beachbody, uh, we were really struggling as a family. My, my husband at the time had a, a very physical job and he kept getting hurt. So he was out of work and we would have to, you know, wait for workers comp and the payments weren't as much as what his salary was. And we were really kind of at rock bottom. So I decided to try to go back to my former publishing company and I interviewed for a marketing position. I had all this marketing experience now because of, uh, you know, the, the business that I had had freelancing and also with Beachbody. And I actually put that on my resume and I got a couple of like weird comments about that, but Nevertheless, you know, I, I, it was a long process, but I did actually end up getting a, a job in marketing at my former publishing company, and I started working there again in February of 2018. I was still, you know, I loved Beachbody, but I was also starting to see the light that, you know, maybe it wasn't providing the financial freedom that so many, so many of the coaches boasted about. And I needed to be able to pay my bills. You know, we, we had a mortgage, we have kids. Like it was just, I felt like it was the responsible thing to do. But I still really loved Beachbody. I still really loved coaching. And so I continued to do it, but I did scale back a little bit. Um, that year, I did have to miss the summit conference because my son was graduating. And uh, I missed out on uh, walking the stage. And if you're familiar with MLM, you've probably seen this before. Like that's probably one of the biggest goals for people who are in network marketing is walking the stage for recognition. And people a lot of times get like really dressed up and, you know, and it's basically like two seconds of walking across the stage and waving. But I, I would have been able to do that had I attended Summit that year because of the Star Diamond recognition. But of course, like it was much more important to me to be at my son's graduation. And I, I'm actually really proud to be able to say that because I know that's not always the case. There are a lot of people involved in network marketing who choose things like that over their families. And I know I was guilty of it sometimes too, but that was, you know, I wasn't going to miss my son's graduation. So um, I had a friend who lived locally. It was in, held in Indianapolis that year. She went and she took some pictures for me. Uh, my name was on a few of the different posters and things because of uh, not only the rank, but some of the other things that I had achieved in the past year. And, uh, you know, I was disappointed to miss it, but it was also exciting to still be able to see all of that recognition. 
that's a really, really big part of network marketing because it they recognize you for big things and small things because it just kind of like helps to fuel that that fire of, you know, I'm successful and I'm on the right path and, and all of those kinds of things. Because of my thyroid cancer, you know, having it removed, having that treatment, um, being on medication, I did have a lot of ups and downs with my health over, you know, the next few years. And I started to really kind of get tired of that constant push to, you know, constantly fill the pipeline and always be reaching out to people. And, you know, there were like all of these activities that we needed to do as coaches. And I also started to kind of feel the pressure of like guilt trips because, the way that it's structured and the reason why it it's called a pyramid scheme and a lot of people you know have validated that it actually is a pyramid scheme uh <laughs> you you have to you to, in order to be successful as a as a coach and and to go up in the ranks the people underneath you have to be contributing and so i i really felt that pressure from my own sponsor coach because her success was dependent upon our success, you know, not, not me, um, you know, specifically individually, but as a collective. And so I, I felt guilty if I dropped my rank or, you know, didn't, didn't hit a specific volume of sales or, or, you know, like all of these different things, because I felt like it was impacting her, but that got really old really fast. And, you know, I, I was, often told, you know, that I needed to do more personal development or I wasn't working hard enough or I wasn't doing enough. And here I was, you know, over the years missing time with my family. Like I said earlier, you know, being on vacation and working. And I mean, I have tons of stories about that. And, it, you know, it just kind of felt like a slap in the face. And I also, uh, you know, because of the ups and downs with my thyroid, I was having trouble with my weight. And that was really frustrating because I was a Beachbody coach and I wanted to be able to tell people that the programs and the products were helping me, but I just, I didn't feel that way. So at that point, I decided to really back off. I didn't quit, but I decided to, to go back to Arbonne, which I talked about a little bit in the previous episode, um, but my friend was still very much a part of that company and I was excited to work with her again. I thought that maybe their products would, you know, maybe work better for me in my weight loss journey. And I also took a look at their compensation plan, which felt a little less com complicated than Beachbody and, and maybe a little bit easier to work with. Um, but, but that didn't last long because I really didn't like, um, I, I still had issues with the upline. I, I told that story yesterday about, you know, kind of feeling like I was berated. Um, and there's also this sort of pervasive, like, duplication ideology, which is very common in MLMs. It wasn't as much in Beachbody, but I did experience it a lot in Arbonne, where you need to be doing exactly, you know, do things exactly the way that your upline does it, because you know, they're successful. And in order for you to be successful, you have to do it the same way. And I, I just felt like that was sort of controlling and I, I didn't like it. So that was very short lived. I started to really miss Beachbody. But as you've probably gathered, you know, at this point, I was sort of like in and out sometimes because as much as I loved it, there were a lot of things that I didn't love. And that was what sort of, you know, would cause me to, you know, back off and then come back and 
recommit. And so that was what I did. I, I recommitted to my business in August of 2019. And that recommitment, um, you know, really um, entailed me, you know, again, saying that I was going all in and I was, you know, going to do all this stuff and I was going to rank up and eventually be able to quit my job. And so I, I really, um, I, I had this like renewed faith in the company and in myself, because I really, I always had this vision that I was going to be able to make it. Um, I was invited after, not long actually, after I recommitted, I was invited by my sponsor coach to a retreat that she was hosting in LA. And I was so excited <laughs> because I had only visited LA once before, and that was um, for a work trip. But I was just like so excited to go, and we were going to tour um, Beachbody and uh, like their corporate office, which is in Santa Monica. And so we got to go and do that and tour corporate. We were given gifts. Uh, we had one of our super trainers came and led a workout for us, which was really, really exciting. We had many, many staged photographs during that time. So if you ever, like, if you remember seeing any pictures from any of the retreats I was at and, and like, we'd all be standing there holding hands and laughing, like it would take a while to get those shots because they were fake. We, we weren't laughing at anything. We were faking it. Um, but you know, it's all about content. It's all about creating this content to make it look like we have this really welcoming community and why aren't you here and you have to join us. So that was a big part of that trip. And for all of the fun, exciting things that were happening while we were there, uh, we were also treated kind of poorly in some ways. Um, I can remember there was one evening we were told we were going to go out to dinner and it was going to be a short walk. We were staying in Venice, um, so we uh, were going to walk into Venice Beach and find a place to have dinner. Well, we ended up walking from Venice Beach all the way to Santa Monica, which it's a pretty decent walk. Um, you know, a lot of us didn't have the right shoes for walking that far because we were told it was going to be a short walk. Uh, we had somebody who stopped to take pictures. Uh, you know, I mean, a lot of us had never really been there before. And, you know, there's a lot to look at at Venice Beach. And, and so people were taking pictures and stuff. And we fell behind, uh, you know, our sponsor coach. There was also another elite level coach who was on our team who was there. And we started getting texts from both of them. Um, you know, both of them were saying, you know, they were like basically berating us for being slow and, you know, you guys need to catch up and, you know, you're supposed to be fitness coaches. And I was like, what the heck? Like, you know, I mean, we, we didn't even realize that we were going to be walking that far. And, um, I can remember like I had a pair of sandals that I was wearing and they were just like cutting into my feet. And I was kind of pissed because, you know, I mean, we were told we weren't going to be walking that far. Um, but, you know, again, like I, all of this bad behavior and bad treatment, I, I just kept like excusing for some reason. Um, we also had a uh, meditation session that was led by this other elite coach who was there with us. And, you know, she had us like envisioning our goals and where we wanted to be. And um, it was actually really lovely. Like I really enjoyed that. But then after that session, we had a um, like a discussion afterwards and I can't remember all of the context behind this conversation, but somebody said something, you know, sort of alluding to the fact that like we were sort of the building blocks for the success of the higher up coaches. And she just kind of like, you know, turned to that girl and said, you know, we really don't make that much money off of you, you know, so you really don't matter. And I was so taken aback by that because 
I know that, you know, it's often said like that it's a numbers game, but like we're still individuals. We, we still have dreams. We still have families. You know, we, ha we have things and people who we're trying to support. And to be told that we don't really matter that much because you don't make that much money off of us was just a huge slap in the face. But still, <laughs> it still wasn't enough for me to quit. Uh, you know, it was, it was, um, you know, kind of upsetting, but it was also like, you know, well, this, you know, this isn't my coach. My coach didn't say that somebody else did. Uh, so, you know, again, I sort of excused that bad behavior and, uh, you know, continued on. And then, uh, that was towards the end of the year in 2019. And then I earned another trip, uh, to go to Utah in February of 2020. So, you know, that's just before the pandemic. Uh, you know, we, none of us had any idea what was coming, but so we went on this trip to Utah and I believe Utah was chosen because there is a corporate office there. And so we actually had people come to, um, to train us. Uh, we had this huge house that was rented and we all had to pay a share of it. This was not something that was paid for, for us. So again, I had to come up with money for that. And it was, um, a, a much larger retreat. I met a lot of other coaches. Um, everybody was really focused on ranking up and, you know, eventually becoming elite and making all of this money and getting all of this recognition. Like it was just, everyone was sort of in that same mindset. And so we did have uh, the trainers come and, and I remember there was like this huge room. I mean, this house was like beautiful. It was, it was gigantic. There were all, you know, all kinds of different rooms and, and different areas and uh there was like a big movie room so we all sort of like huddled in there and then the trainers came in and did all kinds of um you know training about how to maximize the compensation plan and, and all kinds of stuff like that um the last day that we were there and it was just it was like a long weekend so it was only a couple days and uh i don't know i think it was probably from the elevation i had like the worst migraine i've ever had in my entire life like i couldn't even i couldn't get out of bed i i just felt so sick i could barely lift my head off the pillow um and we had a hike planned for that day and we were going to do another photo shoot because you know we always need to be creating content and uh i just i had to stay in bed i told um you know by then i i had um, gotten to be pretty close with some of the girls and you know i just told them like i just can't I, I you know just go on without me and um you know i was upset because i had traveled all that way but you know it is what it is and stuff happens so throughout that day i had you know the friends that i i had there and even people i didn't know very well were coming in to check on me i remember um one of the girls who i had just met that weekend was actually a doctor also. And so she had brought me some electrolytes. She kept checking on me, making suggestions, you know, to help me feel better. Um, but I, I did, you know, have people kind of in and out checking on me all day. Um, but my own coach didn't check on me until the end of the day, which, uh, you know, I mean, I knew she was busy and everything, but again, like I kept excusing this, like, you know, I, I just, I was kind of taken aback that she didn't check on me until later. She did, you know, I mean, to her credit, she did come in and, and see how I was doing. But I mean, at that point it had been probably eight or 10 hours of me staying in bed. Uh, but still, you know, I left, I went home, fired up again with all of these big dreams of, you know, making it big and, you know, doing this for my family. And, um, you know, I, I just, looking back on it now, I, I can't believe that I continued to accept that treatment, but I did. Uh, and like I said, this was just before the pandemic. Uh, so I'm going to break here and I'm going to get into really 
sort of um, my downfall <laughs> with Beachbody because the pandemic was sort of the beginning of the end for me. And so I'm going to uh, walk you through that in the next episode and, you know, just sort of talk about what that experience was like and how I got to where I am now. So thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Join me for our next episode where I'll continue my story.